0: Hello, kids. It's Mr. Grizzly, and this is uh, Beaver Bites number eight, part eight, or issue eight, or volume eight, or whatever you want to refer to it, but it's the final one in reference and regards to and reflection upon Election 44. As with all of our Beaver Bites, they will not be interrupted. We will feature um, the show in its entirety, bookended by an ad at the front and the end. Thanks.
1: Hey there, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Hey, uh, did you get something in the mail lately? Yes, um, Miss V Mysteries. Yeah, I did too. Awesome, bedside reading. Yes, Um, for those who don't know, the Miss V Mysteries is an LGBTQ plus cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Miss V is 60, trans, and classy, sassy, and a bit smart From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered, and clutching V's favorite Chanel jacket, she is immediately arrested. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour? Well, none of the ones I've been in. Wait, what? What? There's a story there. We'll talk about that after the ad. Miss V and the Lettrous Lawyer is the first book in a humorous, cozy mystery series from by Ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever eBooks are sold. Paperback copies are also available or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com That's www.corvidmoonpublishing, all in one word, dot com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading it. Well, hello, kits, and welcome to episode number eight of Beaver Bites, our special election 44 coverage show. Uh, this is our post-election show. Yes, it did is. The just run. Yeah, number eight. Yes, uh, of course, Mr. Grizzly is here as always, and uh, well, first, um, uh, did you... Uh, Breathe a big uh, exhale of relief. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> as I was
0: watching the results roll in throughout the night, it was like, uh, I think I'll sleep well tonight. I didn't, but uh, you know, I, I it wasn't. I didn't sleep well uh, due to the election results. You know what I mean? Like my mind was put at ease. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot of people complain. Well, you know, two more seats. Um, what's the big difference? Six hundred and fifty million dollars. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Uh, democracy. You know there's a if there's a cost to it um yeah. i just thought a lot of people got a little bit carried away and i i, I you know again I'm gonna... i i'm trying to find people uh, who can tell me why they hate trudeau you know i keep running into these folks i hate him i can't believe we reelected this okay why do you hate him what has he done to you personally that's damaged your life nobody can tell me a thing so i'm usually responding by by saying show me on the doll where he hurt you mm-hmm. because nobody has been able, well, the, the the SNC, that was not a scandal. He's been proven innocent. Well, what about no? that that's, again, that's not a reason to hate him because he's been exonerated of all these charges, I say in finger quotes, because it's all been a load of crap to begin with. And I'm not defending the guy, but let's have the truth be the truth. And yes. I saw a post during the election where somebody made a false accusation that really did piss me off, to be honest. They said, um, so the number of polling stations in Toronto Centre has gone from 95 to 15, all thanks to Doug Ford. I'm like, hang on a second here. Look, anybody who knows me knows I can't stand the guy, but that's not true. He has no say in this. It has nothing to do with him. It's Election Canada, which is uh, completely um, independent. Yep. Yep. Nonpartisan. Nonpartisan electoral
1: monitoring bodies in the entire world. Exactly. So
0: it has nothing to do with Doug Ford. He can't say where they go or what they do. He has no say in it whatsoever. So it's like you're being disingenuous. Look, it wouldn't surprise me that he would try and pull something like that, but he can't because he has nothing to do with any elections, federal or provincial. When it comes to polling stations, that's all done by Elections Canada, right? So no,
1: like. Really. That's why knowing your civics becomes important. Uh, indeed. One of the reasons why we have this show. To try and educate. Yeah. And I still
0: learn, too, because I make mistakes. I mean, there was things that I was taught that are not correct. We're going to, I'm going to continue to
1: learn. That's the point of this, mm-hmm. is to teach and learn at the same time, right? Yes. Because the more you know about how your country is supposed to be run, the, you know. <laughs> the much harder it is for people to pull the wool over your eyes. Well, apparently um, a few people got informed
0: on this election because they didn't fall for a lot of what Mr. Singh was saying when he says, you know, this is what we're going to do federally. It's like, no, that's a provincial responsibility. You can't dictate, dictate that to the provinces. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I wish you could, but you can't. That's not how our system works. You cannot say to the province, everybody gets 10 days paid sick leave. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can come up with a, a federal paid sick program that have to be instituted, uh, possibly at the provincial level that the federal government could underwrite, but each province would have to sign on for it. Kind of like $10 a day daycare, right? Or carbon tax. Or a carbon tax. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, I uh, was, I, I was satisfied with the results of the election. Um, uh, I was satisfied to see that the PPC didn't get a single seat. Thank goodness. Uh, and uh, with our first-past-the-post system, they can't get anything, but if we went with proportional representation, they probably would have had something like 21 seats, I think. Mm. Well, right
1: now, you know, because... You know, votes are still being counted, right? Yeah, so yes. they're at exactly 5% right now. And if that was the threshold, you know, the assume threshold, they would get seats. But there's like a few more tiny little polls. And if they went down to 4.9, that would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just symbolically. Uh, of course. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, somewhere in the last uh, in, the, in the last few days of the campaign, I was going. You know, I'm really losing first past the post right about now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it,
0: yeah. John Ibbotson wrote in the Globe and Mail that there's a place in Parliament for a voice like Maxime Bernier's, and I'm like, no, there isn't. Oh. No, there isn't. Uh, that's a party of hate-filled, racist, white supremacist human garbage. Yeah, I said it. Come for me.
1: I said it. There's a- There's a place for some borderline, like, honest libertarian, if you want that, but not this.
0: Well, he's just flaunting every rule. He's like, I'm not getting vaccinated and I'm not wearing masks. They were supposed to have their um, uh, Mm -hmm. party outdoors. They had it indoors with no social distancing. Nobody was wearing masks. Like, come on, dude. You're, You're just breaking the law intentionally because you figure you can get away with it. Well, your day is coming
1: and then he goes like everybody's here's exercising their personal responsibility but now we're seeing you know you know hospital yesterday on the news i was hearing that hospitals in alberta were 1% away which was at 5 patients mm-hmm. from declaring special triage, triage yes. measures right And the military is going in now because, of course, you know, while Kenny couldn't wait until the election was over to at least reverse himself on the mandates, he did wait until one day after the election was over before he asked for the help that Trudeau had offered during the election.
0: Like, (laughs) so I mean, they don't give a damn about anything but power,
1: and that proves it. Yeah, and Scott Moe is just even even worse i mean he's just uh, yeah i just uh anyway uh back to the election <laughs> but this but, but this matters right because this was you know I, um how would i put it how would i put it the thing that you mentioned right that's the one thing i've heard as well the what was this for what was the point you know it's the same thing okay The seats somehow look the same, right? Right. But things shifted in certain provinces, right? They did. Like the NDP have got one more seat, but there was like, you know, X number of seats that they lost and X number of seats that they've gained and they've gained them in different places and lost Mm -hmm. them in certain places, right? The liberals lost three cabinet ministers and then they but they gained two seats in Alberta. There's you know, so yes, while the seats stay the same, it's not necessarily the same people. Right. Right? It's not necessarily the same regions being represented. The composition of parliament has changed. It has changed. Right? Okay. So Canadians send a message, you know, basically it's like, no, in 2019, I said what I said. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> basically. Well, and I, We're I, going I, back with the, but But here's the thing, right? The, the parliament... It, we have another minority parliament and and like the first focus of always of course is right Is like you know was was trudeau going to stay on as uh, leader you know for another election past another election you know because he didn't get his majority so he wasn't punished no no right the last election it was like 157 seats because at dissolution he had 155 i think with other mpz lost because He's sitting at 159 with an asterisk because one of them is that Guy Vong from Toronto. That's not going to be sitting as liberal, but still 159, Mm -hmm. which is more than the previous election. Right? (laughs) Right? It's like, he didn't lose his bet. No. Right? Okay. And this could have been a situation. We always have to chalk it up to maybe nobody was getting a majority in this environment with the fourth wave rising.
0: Well, and it was the lowest voter turnout in how many... Decades, right? I mean, yeah. well, that's been slowly rising.
1: climbing too, but it's still low. I mean, the election before was about sixty-seven percent. Uh, mm-hmm. We've crossed about sixty-two percent now. Oh, that, okay. So, but still, it was it was low. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely lower. Um,
0: but it was the hypocrisy from both uh, Mr. O'Toole and Mr. Singh that kept saying, "Why are you having this election now that we've been asking you to have for six months?" <laughs> I mean. They well, didn't I'm say gonna, those words, but they demanded an election. One was called, and then they got mad about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to be more optimistic, right? Because I put everything, I look at everything in a bigger context. And a bigger context is when I look compared to our neighbors to the south, where their vote turnout like went sky high. Right. Because the threat from the right was scaring them that much that everybody went all hands on deck. Thank Here, goodness. the scare of the threat was, eh. <laughs> it, apparently yeah uh, you know right because nobody and, and and the threat was meh ended up being as well so again canadians being the savviest you know voters on on earth as far as i'm concerned and i keep on saying it you know sort of judge the situation and you know and the result was the result mm-hmm. um but the thing is is that when we, when we were talking earlier right with uh um how do you put it Trudeau not being able to answer the question of why we were going to the election had a lot to do with the fact that he had a parliament that was such that the Conservatives weren't able to make the government fall unless they had the two other major opposition parties, right. but the Liberals could pass anything while using only one. Right. The parliament has been reconstituted in this way, right? So. The thing is that there was no reason that parliament couldn't have lasted four years. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. There's always somebody to trade somebody off. Trudeau also gained another minority parliament that's exactly like that. So this one, he can make work for four years and he's got all the reason to, and so do all the other opposition parties as well. Absolutely.
0: Maybe we'll see them work together a little bit more on this, you know, just because I think. Oh, go ahead. Well, just because I think they have to, and I, I think they're beginning to realize they have to work together as well. You, you, you know, just because you're in the opposition doesn't mean you have to oppose absolutely bloody everything. It's not, you don't have to.
1: Build right. Like, you could say, this is good. We could make it better by this. Because we can make it more accountable by doing this or more transparent by doing this, you know? It doesn't have to be, you said it, so we have to oppose it. What? It can be a good idea. Let's make it better. Precisely.
0: It, it, you don't have to be in 100% complete
1: opposition all the time. You can yeah. work together on stuff. I, yeah, mean, like- I mean, you could have a childcare policy and you can have the conservatives make it, you know, like this as less bureaucratic as possible and all the good things that conservatives can bring. And you can have the new Democrats making sure that everything's there in terms of access. Right. And you can have the liberals making sure that everything is actually like competently managed. <laughs> you know, Because if everybody brings their bit, you can have a good program, right? Well, and they
0: seem to... They seem to have lost the plot when it comes to working together for Canadians.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking here, we Canadians may have won in this election Mm -hmm. because the stick is gone, right? Right. The prime minister can't go around and say, well, if you don't give me my way, I'm going to call an election, and that, you know, you're going to be in trouble. And the opposition can't turn around and say, well, you know, if you don't give us our way all the time, we're going to call an election. The stick is gone. They've got to do something. And given the possibility that perhaps some of the opposition parties might be in leadership races soon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that gives a lot of motivation Yeah. <laughs> comedy to come back.
0: <laughs> like, are the conservatives going to go for a new leader again? And what's happening with Mr. Singh? I know there's some there's some rumors I've heard here in the city of Ottawa about mm-hmm. what may or may not happen to Mr. Singh. Mm. As for Mr. O'Toole, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, I'll just wait and see. I honestly don't okay. know what's going to take place with that guy, um, whether they go for a new leader or not, because they did lose some ground. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe. Who do they like this time, though? Do they, do they actually bring in Peter McKay? And I'm like, you know, the, the conservatives that are still conservatives in that party wanted Peter McKay. The reformers wanted nothing to do with him. Hence they got Aaron O'Toole cause Aaron O'Toole was trying to play both sides against one another to try and find some middle ground and whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if Peter McKay was the head of a conservative party, not the Reformacon party, because that's what this is. Or remember the uh, crap party? Yep. Canadian conservative Reliance Re- Reform Alliance party. I'm like crap. <laughs> Sorry. That still makes me laugh. Um. It's just a load of crap is what it is. But, uh, you know, the conservatives true. that are the true progressive conservatives that are still within that party yes. would like to see somebody like Rona Ambrose. But she's done. She's done oh, yeah. with politics uh, or, or Peter McKay. And Peter McKay is not done with politics. And I would mm-hmm. feel um, a lot less uneasy if Peter McKay was running the current CPC in the sense that I I think he would make his MPs get in line and say, listen, we're not going to vote against conversion therapy. We're not. No, the party is going to ban conversion. You know what I mean? A woman should have a right to make a choice about her body. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I I think he would probably be more in line with getting everybody on board with that. And, And maybe, maybe that's why he's not in power. Maybe that's why he is not the leader because you have, like I said, the extreme right wing within the party, that are trying to bring religion into Parliament, and there should be no religion on that sacred mm-hmm. hill.
1: None. Well, that, well, you're you're exactly right. That's the reason why he did not win. He's not one of us. He's, that's what it is, right? From the old PC, not one of us. And it, and Peter McKay has been shown that time and time and time and time again, mm-hmm. right? Since the parties merged. I mean, this is not a subtle message. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so for all the people that are saying, you know, I've my comment about the, you know, what did we all do this for? What did we all do this, do this for? It's a democratic exercise, right? And as Canadians, listen, we got to keep it real. You know, we're, we're, we're great people and all that kind of stuff, but we're also people who love to cry, love to cry starvation with full bellies. <laughs> we like wine. Yeah, we do. Right. Oh, another election. And then when we get a four-year election with a majority, oh, they never ask us. They only come and consult us at the election. Then they forget we exist. Well, they consulted. (laughs) Right? When we vote in 2019, we did not have COVID. We did not have an after COVID like this. We've had all this stuff happen. There is a legitimate reason to be voting. And minority governments usually last 18 months to two years. This is where we were. Nothing about this is abnormal. He wanted a majority who doesn't who doesn't big, big <laughs> deal Stephen harper <laughs> well, wanted the 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 politics majority. right like come on so he, he the polls said it was good he went for it i personally think he should have gone one month earlier if he was going to do that because mm-hmm. people are not paying attention and you know right after he nominated the governor general and things were still good and people weren't thinking about to back to school just yet and you know best summer ever had just been declared so the numbers weren't bad and afghanistan hadn't completely gone to pot yet Maybe would have gotten a different result, or maybe if he had given one more week, who knows? Because the conservatives, and NDP, were limping very badly towards. The well, well, you
0: know, maybe if there was another week tacked on, Jason Kenney would have said, "Okay, I can't wait any longer."
1: Well, exactly. Like, this, this is what's going on right now. That's what I'm saying, right? Because you know when I said at the beginning, right? I kind of liked the longer campaign that we had a few years ago because there was more right. time for more stuff to happen, metal to be tested. I don't want 78 days. No, goodness. 45, no. 50? I think 45 a is for about a as couple long of swings. as i like to see it. 36? Yeah, you know, I think Trudeau was didn't do himself any favors mm-hmm. by going short on this one. Maybe some hubris involved there? A little hubris. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Well, definitely hubris. I mean, you know, but the polls were saying he was going up, up on the way. Right. Why wouldn't you have hubris? (laughs) I mean, hubris is part of politics as well, right? I mean, you got to feed that ego, right? Yeah. I mean, that's there's not too many wallflowers in politics let's put it that way (laughs) I mean they call it show business for ugly people for a reason right yeah no kidding (laughs) you got some hams in there (laughs) well and
0: and, you know I was talking to a buddy of mine he's in Toronto right now he just came back from the UK he moved back to the UK to get his um, I want to say his doctorate but I could be wrong anyway he went back for, for more schooling then COVID hit so he was able to complete his schooling but he was like I want to get back home he's he was He's from the UK, but he has Canadian citizenship, and this is where he wants to spend the rest of his life. So anyway, I was talking to him, and he, he was telling me he's heading out to Alberta soon. I'm like, oh, careful. He goes, what? Why? I'm like, oh, you didn't know? So I filled him in. He goes, you know what, Paul? This is the thing everybody who says that Canadian politics is boring is not paying attention.
1: No No kidding. I know, I know. Oh my word. Um, Polite,
0: but not boring.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. The Liberals did not win their majority. Canadians said no to giving the Mm -hmm. government a majority, right? But they also said no to opposition parties threatening to send us into an election on a weekly basis. Yes. And they did say yes to the main planks of the liberal platform. Yes. On vaccine passports, vaccine mandates. This is what the third or fourth election now, where we've talked about climate change, like this is resolved now. Yes.
0: And, and, um, multiple scientists came forward and said the liberals actually have a
1: solid climate, uh, plan to move forward on. Yeah. Childcare the deals are signed, Ontario is definitely going to come along now because oh God, Ford's yeah. going into an election next year, and he's certainly not going into one without any child care to offer the province. I'm still waiting for my sick pay from Ford. Mm-hmm. It's, but, you know, especially with the federal government that might be in place for four years with the minority. Right. Yeah, he's this, he got no choice. Justin Trudeau's not going away. If he does the four years, that's 10 years now Yeah. of liberal government. Like this. He's taken the child care deal. <laughs> he has to.
0: He has to. And it, it will help so many people across the province of Ontario, let alone the whole country of Canada. Every, it should be a national program. But again, he can't just summarily make him a, a national program. He has to go to deal with each province on it. Because that's the way mm-hmm. the system works. Yeah. Right.
1: So. Uh, they've said yes to continuing down the path with with reconciliation, and you know as I said, you know there was a, a line that uh, Trudeau was I- I- inserting uh, into his uh, speeches, wanting to go stronger and faster, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. which is his which was his way of asking for majority. But people do want to go stronger and faster on these things. Oh, yes. So, you know, the um, election uh, while it re. Turns a similar composition of parliament. What it also does, it's a, it it cements these things. Uh, I, I sort of compare it to Obamacare in the states, right? Obama right. did it. Uh, President Obama did it in the first two years, and then he wasn't able to do very much else. Right, that, right. I mean, he did accomplish
0: something good for the for the populace, but it was that was it. Because after that, he was hamstrung by Congress,
1: right? Basically, yeah. But he had to get it done in the first two years and he sacrificed the last six by by winning that second election, right? That was the thing that Mitch McConnell feared most is if if it lasts long enough, people will get used to it and they will like it. So it's not going away. So now it's not going away. It's now part of the fabric. It's cemented. This is what, you know, if Trudeau makes this minority last at least three, some of these things now do get cemented.
0: Well, that's the thing. Once you give somebody something and they get comfortable with it, taking it away from them is not easy. So if you get a national child care program, every province signs on $10 a day daycare. After three or four years of this, if somebody threatens to take it away, they will never get elected. Bingo. Never. Like it won't. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Well, we're going to replace with a child tax credit over my dead body. You That's will hear so millions weird. of Canadians say that.
1: Yeah. So we're not going to get a, you know, a repeat of when Kelowna, you know, and the national childcare right. program died.
0: This time I think it's going to work well, uh, you know, and yesterday I made a comment. Um, um, Robin Doolittle was saying, I'm getting audited again because of my claims for child care costs. I'm going, please tell me about it. I want to hear this. I said, you know what? I'm in full support of $10 a day daycare for every Canadian. And I have no skin in the game. 53-year-old, cishet, white male. I'm not having children. Mm -hmm. So my taxes might go up. Although, as I understand it, the way this program is designed, they won't. But even if they do, I don't care because it's going to help so many people. And I'm not so bloody selfish that if I can save $20 a year or a a month or whatever the deal is to not give people 10, you know, just... Anyway. And not give children the best start in life possible. Well, exactly. Like how, how selfish do you have to be to deny that? Right. Anyway, one, one guy responded to my, my tweet about, um, well, yeah, you'll never be able to buy a house and you'll never be able to afford anything. And how are you going to feed your kids? I'm like, okay, block. I don't need to speak to an idiot. First off, I'll never be able to afford a house. So that's neither here nor there. <laughs> childcare, no child care. It's never happening. But that's fine. I like my apartment. I'm going to spend the rest of my life here. That's fine. But as for not feeding my, fa- how do you figure if if your costs of uh fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars a month in daycare, or sometimes two thousand if you have two kids, depending upon where you live in the country, suddenly gets cut down to six hundred dollars for two kids, so, you know, ten dollars a day, thirty days. Well, actually, it would be twenty five, so two fifty, so five hundred a month from two thousand. I think you have $1500 more. Oh, and how much are your taxes going to go up? If they go up, what? Maybe a percentage point if that?
1: Mhm. Right. So that that thing we talked about early on in the campaign about putting down markers, right? That ended up working in the end. Absolutely right? The markers on the vaccine pass parts, the eight deals on childcare right before going into the election. And here's something I didn't factor in because when I was saying that the Liberals didn't show up for the first two weeks of the election, they didn't, but they were very present the four weeks before that. Oh, absolutely. announcing everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. Now, big mistake, strategic mistake from the Liberals was not to come out hard and fast. You know, they could have come out hard and fast the first five days. They could have taken the second week off if they wanted to chill and then come back. But they didn't come out hard and fast. That was a strategic mistake, right? A strategic coup on the part of the New Democrats was releasing their platform one day before the election, right? Because the liberals weren't doing anything and they were messed up with Afghanistan and, you know, Jugmeet Singh, you know, putting that out there like this. And because all the buzz was about his own personal popularity and how he was the most popular and that this might be a big election for the NDP. And this, you know, he was getting top billing, top coverage, and he had, so he put out something to fill that, that coverage you know, with some type of substance in the first few days. Of course, you know, when we poked and prodded at the plan over the course of 36 days, we found there was not much there, but for the first days, he had some stuff of substance to talk about. Right. And then Aaron O'Toole, <clears throat> I guess, also, good strategic move was to get his plan out early, normally because conservatives try to hide their plan, number one, <laughs> right? This, but he certainly wasn't going to leave Jagmeet Singh alone with, with that runway. So right. now they have competing. So they're dominating the airwaves. But oddly enough, both of them ran the exact same campaign. Both of them made themselves the campaign. Yes, right? like guess as, as we're seeing from fallout from the election afterwards, right? We're talking, there's, I don't know if you've seen the hashtag going around, but me scandal. Yes, I did. Instead of we scandal because, and we talked about it in one of our previous shows. Remember when the NDP had their convention and the women's council had come on and had talked about uh, $100,000, but all of their funds in their account having been depleted mm-hmm. from the Agnes Smith Vale fund that helps, you know, promote women like this and then we found out uh, that uh, the election expense returns from the candidates from the previous election which normally go back to the writing associations all went to the central campaign this year yeah. This to fund the central campaign so he's taken money from the councils he's taken money from the writings he put it all in the central campaign they mortgaged the head office again they spent 24 to 25 million dollars which was more than double what they spent the previous campaign we also knew that they can't file their paperwork on time with elections Canada
0: yeah there's just over and over
1: again this and then you could put this all together like this and then they ran a campaign And then the last days of the campaign, you know, where they thought that they, you know, they would be getting twenty or twenty-one percent of the vote Mm -hmm. at at some point, and maybe getting out of this with thirty-six seats, which is twelve seats more than what they had. They ended up getting about seventeen point eight. They're they're not breaking eighteen. They got one seat more. This, unlike uh, the other parties, where the vote total went down from the previous election, the NDPs did go up, right? Like in an election, so. Yeah, you know, that that is that's a positive, uh, but everything else. This and then in the final week, I mean, they campaigned in no ridings mm-hmm. that they were close, and like ridings that they lost by thirteen percent, eight percent. When there were ridings like in the Hamilton area and toronto Danforth, where he could have been. So I, I don't know where he was in the last week, but this uh, and like I said, then when the when the votes were in, they were like celebrating like they had one big, not like last year, but. Not like last year. I mean, the previous election, but right. so I, I don't know what's going on here, like this. But there's there's something about the managerial capacity and the strategic strategy decision making ability of this party with under this leadership that's wrong. Yes, because the moment in the election, one of the moments that turned for the Conservatives was that moment about guns. Right, right. Flip flop. That was the what? Well, that was the moment. That the moment that the NDP should have made a hard and fast pivot to joining the liberals with a tag team stomping of the conservatives and saying, see, 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 they don't even deserve to be the opposition. And they
0: didn't do that. It's like, was anybody paying attention at that point? Because they really did miss a chance to hit a home run on that one. Yeah, I mean, be the ball the op- was the, lob- the,
1: the, the official
0: opposition. The, lo- the ball was lobbed straight across the plate and they did nothing. They didn't even swing on it.
1: Because <laughs> they didn't win their gamble in BC. Yeah. The liberals got the lowest share of votes of the three major parties in BC, but because of the way that the votes are distributed, Mm -hmm. they got 15 seats out of it, and the other two got 13 and 13.
0: Which brings up another topic.
1: Where were you campaigning in the last few days, Mm -hmm. Mr. Singh? Yeah. Right? So, and, you know, the, the knives are out. The knives are out, okay? Because in 2019... Right. The NDP was like going, Ah, free fall, and he managed to save it in the end and like this and, and you know, and, and his personality saved it. This but it was a nasty campaign against Elizabeth May, oh, you God. know, but it was but you know, but there there were the couple of moments where there were things involving children where he reached out and it was a moment of genuine, you know, because all those things were the present in this campaign too. No, no right. It was literally a rerun. Of the past campaign, except he switched his target from Elizabeth May to Justin Trudeau. To Justin Trudeau, but what did he do the last eighteen months? Where was the policy? Where was the substance? Where was the meat? It was again, I'm likable. That's nice, but that doesn't that doesn't. fix. I will trash you know, my opponent.
0: Great. Like I don't, yeah. And
1: when something happens, you know, a moment, you know, a real genuine moment where you need empathy, so I will be there with real empathy. Right. But then what? He's got to go. He's got to go like this. And for the exact for one seat more. And and you know, like I said, I I like him as a person, but the way
0: he ran this campaign, he really, I was like, sorry, I I can't, I can't support you. I can't. Just the way he ran the campaign, the way he lied, obfuscated. Uh, uh, gaslighted people by saying that he was going to do all these
1: things that he can't do mm-hmm. uh, but this money, this money would have done a lot of good in the writings yes it was uh, a vanity campaign
0: completely completely. Um, and, and the, the, you know he went, when he goes on about how I understand what it's like to struggle no you don't you were born with money you went to private school your whole life you lived at home and you made a ton of money as a Bay Street lawyer. And I'm not knocking any of that,
1: but don't tell me you can understand what it's like to struggle when you've never struggled. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, he got to go. NDP's got a clean house. Yep. Conservatives, I mean, well, dude's got to go. He's a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> he did worse than Sheer. He got fewer seats than Sheer. got a fewer uh, amount of the vote share than Sheer. the lead over the Liberals, is not as big as
0: Shear's. Which I was surprised at because um, I don't care for Aaron O'Toole at all, but he's less dislikable than yes, Andrew Shear. And more
1: disciplined. Yes. Extremely disciplined. But this didn't win the Toronto GTA gamble, you know, didn't win the urban gamble again. Uh, just it didn't happen. It didn't happen. People saw through
0: it. It didn't happen. And I'm sad to say two people got reelected. Uh, two conservatives got reelected in this area, yeah. Pigeon Pierre and Cheryl Gallant. Ugh. Both of them are just despicable people. They need to be gone from politics because Cheryl Gallant is she spouts off QAnon type conspiracy theory stuff, and Pigeon,
1: well, he... yeah, well, there, there's the argument for ranked ballots. <clears throat> that's all I'll say. Keep the first past the post, but with ranked ballots, mm-hmm. and that well, the, type the one of personality thing personality been... will not make it through as well. Oh, the one thing that
0: irritated the hell out of me during this election, and it was on election night when they kept saying, well, the popular vote, the popular, we don't have a popular vote in this country. We have the Westminster system. There is no popular vote. Stop saying that. That's an American thing. We don't have it.
1: Yeah,
0: It drives me nuts.
1: The popular vote is the vote in your writing. That's it. That's an election on itself. (laughs) (laughs) So... um. So yeah the the concern I mean the, the I, I don't even think like the the first night was out that the campaign life coalition had already put out something saying that Aaron O'Toole should go and someone within the party had started s- circulating a petition on change.org you know that got 1500 signatures in the first day now I mean that wow. one's open to the public so it certainly won't have any power but you know the calls for Aaron O'Toole are I don't see how he survives this. Now, the leader, apparently he's supposedly safe for about a year and a half because his next review or whatnot is supposed to happen. I I don't know how, 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 I wasn't able to capture it all, but it's not for a while yet. Uh, I mean... You know, we were all saying that if he ran as Mr. Moderate like this, you know, and he had won, then he would be trying to fight his job, <laughs> fight fighting to keep his job by kowtowing to the. So, I mean, he's in the situation that you know, he, he didn't. What he wanted to do in terms of bringing it to the middle is what somebody needs to do. They just need to cut bait mm-hmm. on the crazy wing and let it go to the PPC. They just need to let hive it off Agreed. and compete more for the center if they want to survive as a party. Agreed. But all the power base is out west. Well, and and they're even more of a regional party now, and they than they yeah. ever were. I mean, it's just and you know, and the liberals are like oddly enough, the more national party. The only province now in which they don't have seats is Saskatchewan, because Saskatchewan once again decided to isolate itself from Canada. Yeah. So it's like Alberta is be starting to slowly rejoin Canada. They're probably going to have an NDP government provincially again. And now there are like three I or four so. seats in the province that are not blue. And Saskatchewan is like the new Alberta right now.
0: Which it's, is astonishing.
1: Scott Moe is being as, as obstinate still on COVID as Kenny was. He still won't change. He still he still hasn't seen the light and all of Saskatchewan is still voting blue.
0: I don't get it. I don't understand it because I have a lot of friends from Saskatchewan and they and they they're smarter than that. They don't fall into that category. So it's like, you know, most of the friends that I have that are from Saskatchewan, great number of them live here in Ottawa and they are very left leaning, um, about having a strong social contract with the nation. Uh, they did like, they're not, you'd never catch them voting for somebody like Scott Moe or Jason Kenney in a million years is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say. So, you know, what, what is the general consensus in the province that they keep electing these Individuals who clearly have the citizenry, the populace, they do not have their best interest in mind. As they've shown us throughout this uh, global pandemic, they don't care about you. They don't. They don't. It's it's obvious. I mean, it's, uh, I mean...
1: My voice went up a couple of octaves there. I was getting excited. It's depraved indifference. I that's mean, exactly that's what of... it is. Um, but... I don't see any scenario in which really Aaron O'Toole can really stay. I mean, the gun lobby's mad at himself. The abortion wing is mad at himself. Leslie Lewis got, elect, got herself elected. So yeah, now what, she's what the hell I know, but now she, that type of toxicity is in cabinet and she's definitely coming after him. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I don't see how this how this guy survives. Um, and, you know, somewhere along the way, we lost Lurch in Manitoba. Yeah. He just said, news says I'm out. And Jason Kenny, for some reason, I don't know how he did it, but managed to stave off the resignation announcement that we were expecting yesterday into a leadership review six months from now. Yeah. I just, but I, I I don't think he makes it there. Does he I mean, have he dirt on, make on, on cabinet members? It. Like, I don't get it. I just, I don't understand it. And then he just switches Tyler Chandra with somebody else in the seat. I mean, it's the same damn faces.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, bring a little new blood into the family. Well, again, like you said, they're, they're ready to go make to extreme defense, triage you know? in hospitals in Alberta. Just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, I don't see how... I don't see. I mean, I don't see how he survives. And then if we look at the other party leaders, well, I mean, well, Bernier, it's his party. He created it, and he got more vote share, so he's fine. He's going to stay there. Did, I think Paul's going to show herself? A, company, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a strange name
0: for a company, um, though. Sorry, A strange name for a a political party, the People's Party of Canada. The man is a libertarian, an avowed libertarian, but the People's Party sounds like a communist party, like the People's Republic, right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a strange, for a bunch of people who that that voted for this guy who know nothing about the political system, they will say, oh, uh, Trudeau's a communist. I'm like, um, not even close. <laughs> and they don't know what communism is. They can't define it. They can't tell you what socialism is, but they're afraid of it because they've been watching television from the U.S. that always screams about socialism when they already have a ton of socialist programs in play. I, like, We need to get back to teaching civics in school At an early age, so people understand how this system works, so they don't get the wool pulled over their eyes by talking head pundits on television who have an agenda, and it's clearly to get somebody in power so they can get more money.
1: Yep, I'm with you. So, Bernie is probably going to be around for another election. I mean, what else has he got to do with his time? And he's independently wealthy, so if he doesn't die of COVID. Yes. Anime Paul is probably going to show herself out, although the Greens did get two seats and now have their first seat in Ontario yes. as a result of the disaster that happened with the Liberal candidate that had to drop out in that riding. But that candidate did throw his support behind the Green candidate and he did. the Liberals followed. Uh, so that's something that's good for the country, no matter what happens to the Greens. I agree. Like, so i'm happy with that and mike is there in Ontario as well at the provincial level and now he's got a counterpart federally in the province you know the, a beachhead at least there's a small tiny beach maybe a pond head not a beach <laughs> and uh Blanchett, uh unfortunately uh he's upped his seats uh by one to 33 uh which means he's probably gonna stay there but i mean Let's not kid ourselves. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for the fact that Sachi Kur opened her mouth, he was yeah. on his way to, you know, being kicked out as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, he contributed nothing to this. So if his party was smart, his party would get rid of him because he's basically, you know, the walking, talking monument to ma- toxic masculinity. He yep. just needs to go. All right. Um, so uh, that's sort of the end. Uh, so my analysis is kind of, you know, when we say, what was it for? Well, when you're thinking about it, all of a sudden, if this election means results in Aaron O'Toole going away and Annamie Paul switching and Jagmeet Singh going away and Jason Kenney going away and Brian Pallister has already gone away, um, seems that... <laughs> Though Trudeau didn't win his majority, he kind of really won this election, <laughs> yeah, not No he? kidding. It was like a slow-release yep. grenade he just lobbed in the conservative camp. I mean, the conservatives are in disarray. Complete. At the moment. And it makes me think, so there was a tweet, got uh, close with this one, it's a tweet that uh, somebody that goes by Scribulatora yep, wrote. I follow them. And Yep, and said, speaking of hot takes, using only one tweet, give your takeaway from the recent election, the thing you would put on the back cover of the book you write about it, lessons learned, bonus points for epiphanies, or insight gained. And my response was, when it was over, many cried, what was the point? But in time, the election proved itself to be way more transformative than most had initially imagined. Oh, Indeed. Indeed. That's my prediction. I'm calling it.:
0: And I think it's, I think it's an accurate call. I do. Sorry, I had to that clear my throat. one. Let me clear my throat.
1: And it's a hopeful one.
0: Yes, it is. Um, I think a lot of things will be saved.. Um, like, I, women will not have to worry about making uh, a medical decision. Mm-hmm. It will not be a concern. Uh national childcare, ten dollar a day child care will be uh, right across the country. People more people will continue to be lifted out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And we might very well see a UBI in the next eighteen months, I think. Mm-hmm. Possibly less. Possibly. And you know darn well if Aaron O'Toole was the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Assault weapons would be on the streets. I'm being hyperbolic. I don't. I don't. I don't lean to hyperbo- hyperbole very often, but I am here. But it. But you know, he, he's in bed with the gun lobby. He is right. There's no oh, secret. Yeah. It's it's well documented. He's in bed and with the gun lobby. And it's not just over the shirt action. No, it's not.
1: <laughs>
0: not at all. So yeah, I think I think we uh, dodged a giant bullet uh, as a nation and I think it will benefit everybody. People can continue to go on and hate the prime minister as much as they want to. Feel free to do that. It's a free country. You can do that. But I I need people to explain to me why and how he has harmed you, and none of them can do it. I've not had a single person tell me why they hate him other than, well, the scandal this, the scandal that, and I go,
1: okay, but none of those things are... They're nothing burgers. Okay, but even if they were something burgers compare and contrast with who came before right <laughs> led guilty to in and out mike duffy in court arthur porter charged but died before he could go to court contempt of uh, parliament Rose carson found guilty don meredith senator making advances on children uh yeah uh, dean del Mastro went to jail yeah uh <laughs> okay and, and let's not control. forget That's Let's all not I'm forget saying. I'm just saying, Mister
0: O'Toole, telling us he's going to be tough on China. He handcuffed us to China for thirty
1: years. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, just compare the record on the paper for the Conservatives versus zero police investigations, zero charges, zero guilty pleas, zero court cases in six years, and no payoff. What they said in the states, no drama, Obama. Yeah, yeah. There's no drama. Exactly. There's no drama. <sighs> so that, kits if you are uh, feeling some zen going on over oh. the past while, particularly the past four days, because oh. Aaron O'Toole has become very quiet because he can't find the spot exactly where in the back where all the knives are plunged. He can't reach them. So it's taken him a while. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to. True. (laughs) Um, That was just four days. Now imagine four years. Hmm. No, just breathe easy. Breathe easy. (laughs) That's bliss. That's the feeling of bliss. You (laughs) are. Breathe (laughs) easy. As always, we welcome feedback in the form of compliments, bribes to be on the show, constructive criticism, gentle corrections, if we got anything factually incorrect, happy stories of things that have happened to you, happy stories about how you feel about the election result. We want to know how you feel. (laughs) You can do all of that on our Facebook blog page at The True North Eager Beaver or at True Eager on Twitter. And if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Tell them that they can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, Mixcloud, and Player FM. And finally, if you really, really, really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more, and we would really, really like to do more, so yes, we, <laughs> we work for tips uh <laughs> please feel free to buy mr grizzly a cup of coffee or me a mug of hot chocolate via our coffee page at ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver that's coffee ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver all in one word and lowercase letters from the beaver lodge this is your eager beaver saying until next time dear kids it can be a tough world out there, but right now, at least for the next year or so, we can breathe. So be kind, too, and gentle with yourself, and take a lot of deep, clean, deep cleansing breaths, because we need them. And any words of wisdom? Words of wisdom? Words of wisdom breathe a sigh of relief. Count your blessings, and
0: remember we have another, another couple of years before you have to do this all over again. In the
1: meantime, let's lift our nation up. Mmm. I like that let's lift our nation up the true north eager beaver podcast is an eager beaver mr grizzly collaboration copy written well we didn't write any copy but i did do some research the eager beaver recording production and editing by mr grizzly music courtesy of ben sound royalty free music once again thank you to our founding sponsors the Peppermaster. the oh and uh, we should be receiving some uh some samples from them soon, Mr. Hoodley, yeah, so we'll have some stuff to say about them and some ads soon. I'll put it in my spaghetti sauce. So. Mm. The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you, dear kids, uh, for uh, joining us for our Beaver Bites and following us. We hope you liked our election coverage. We'll be back to our regular format shows very soon. And uh, we have some incredible interviews lined up for you, including one Particular, I mean, you, you, Mr. Grizzly will vouch, like, mm-hmm. as a, a dean and elite member of the Canadian uh, journalism, like, probably Hall of Famer even. Absolutely. Yes, we're very lucky. So, we're going to be very happy to bring that to you. So, just a little teaser showing you just a little leg. <laughs> Bye, kids. Take care.
0: Hello, kids. It's Mr. Grizzly, your friendly neighborhood grizzly bear, who is asking you how much you like this program. And I'm asking you if, well, you like this show, you like what you hear, and we're happy to do this for you, if you'd be willing to, you know, throw us a couple of bucks as a tip. And the reason we do this, the reason we ask this question is because there are some production costs involved we're happy to give this to you but you know feel free to send us a couple of dollars over uh, coffee.com and now the website is ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver dollar two dollars fifty cents whatever whatever you can spare it helps us with our production costs mr beaver
1: that's right mr grizzly uh if you go to our coffee page The recommended donation is $3, but it can really be anything you want, Um, less or more if you happen to like this show especially. Um, We reinvest uh, in the show. Uh, As you can tell, uh, the sound quality has improved. Uh, since uh episode one and uh you know we want to see where this show can go uh hopefully we can maybe get some correspondence uh one day um maybe film it uh, for youtube uh if uh, you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see the show become of course those are always welcome uh because you know we do this for you um so yeah uh Every little bit helps. And of course, if you can't afford anything and you just like the show, then please, you know, that's quite all right. Send us some comments. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, that means just as much to us, too.
0: And don't forget the website, www.ko-fi.com backslash beaver. Thanks, eh? The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers.